Welcome, welcome listeners to another episode of the Dope Thoughts Podcast. My bad, what up, niggas? <laughs> I'm mad loud screaming in this bitch. What's it's up, y'all? It's all good, wakey, wakey. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for joining us in for another episode. This one's going to be a different episode, actually. We're going on a motherfucking field. We're going on a, a trip, trip in a little rocket ship. ship going through, through the skies. Little line time. Hey. One time, one hey. time. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Um, actually, yeah. So <laughs> we we t- really did go on a field trip. Yeah, we talked about it at the end of our last episode. But this episode, we're going on a trip to a local motherfucking hip. <laughs> I hit it too early. We're going to a local hemp farm. My bad. I got excited. I got a little too excited. <laughs> but yeah, we went to a local hemp farm and it was a really cool experience. My dude, Wesley Riff. Riff? I'm, I'm probably saying his last name wrong. I'm not good with that. I'm sorry. Um, he's an he's un- probably going to giggle listening to that. He is. He's an <laughs> entrepreneur. He's a fucking renaissance man. He He's a fucking spiritual yogi. He's just, he's, he's a multifaceted gym. He's an amazing fucking piece of work and an iconic man and he opened up his doors to us honestly Mm, he is i like that yeah Yeah, for sure he opened up his doors to us and he allowed us to come see his land and you know this is his this property that he that was has been around the farm has been around he says since 1830 so it's almost 200 years of history that we were walking around on and playing in the dirt and seeing him and his family how they've grown and how do i say it they They've worked with the land in yes. so many different ways through multiple generations. And it's really cool and to hear the story and see how he's changed and play with it and to hear his expression and his love for the crop. It was a really good time, honestly. And we we hope you guys enjoy listening um, mm-hmm. to the insight that we get from this amazing man and his head grower. I think we got a, a, a few of, I don't know if a, a few of the interns were actually there while we were doing the the actual interview, I think, we me- I think we introduced ourselves to them, but they didn't really talk. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Hear I think Pete. we introduced them on camera. Um. Oh yeah. Uh. Please ignore my cat. Yeah, Peach is in the background. She's really upset with us right now because we've recorded an episode before we recorded this intro. So she's kind of upset, like, "Oh, you motherfuckers it's been closed the door over an hour. Yeah. I need attention." So I'm sorry. But again, we, we hope you guys enjoy the field trip. It was a really good time. We we really loved Wes. We're really excited to see what the crops are going to look like once they're done. Woo, he, we w- saw the young babies. West has an, a lot of amazing ideas that he's planning going down the line. But his baby is just a young seedling, just like some of the crops that we saw. Mm-hmm. They're not young, but they're halfway through their lives. And we've got to see it. It's such... This, in this incubating stage and we got to hear it from the master himself and to see where his vision is and to actually understand the climate in Massachusetts in the cannabis industry and hear some of the struggles coming from someone again who's grassrooting it who's doing it small from his family's again the, he, the land that he bought from his mother and his father that he grew up on and he's now trying to start his business you know there so it's a really good time we also have recorded some of this stuff as well that we might be releasing online on our YouTube page as well. We'll let you guys know about that one, but that's another announcement to come down the line. Word. Fingers crossed that the you know video actually worked out. 
Yeah, we didn't look over. The, yeah, we didn't look over the video yet. Honestly, it's been a long fucking weekend. Word. So, uh, either way, the YouTube is something that's going to be coming, whether it's this episode or uh, coming in the near future. Keep an eye out for that. So, great plug, booger. Facts. We love you guys. Thank you, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Facts. Peace. Dope thoughts. <laughs> Exactly. I just have it on recording now. Okay, got it. So, so now we're Gucci. Got it. Now we can just keep going. This is dope. Yeah, this is like our, our early spring. This shit is popping up here. And we have we have these heaters on both ends. And like a, this is an inflation system, so the whole thing like blows up with a bubble. Yeah. And irrigation. So it's really, you know, that's it. Really simple. <coughs> and this was full of gallon pots. Like we, we, we sprout them, and then we put them directly in gallon pots, and then we keep moving them out in the field. As soon as it's ready, pop them out to the field. And are you guys directly planting them into the ground, or do you guys keep them um, in a different pot? <coughs> it's from it's from seed, germinated, sprouted seed into the pot and into the ground. Hey. And the pot sits here for like, I don't know, one or two months. Yeah. That's Depends on, the, on you know, how happy it is. Yeah, you gotta get a couple of leaves yeah. and, and everything. Then, <coughs> and then the other thing we did is we set up, um, hey, we can walk back, sure. back out. We set up a cloning station and we took clones because we, we don't have, uh, Feminized seeds, so just regular seeds. Uh huh. So we took clones and numbered every single plant um, when they're ready, and then we um, sex them. So we we put them into a setup where we actually change the light condition, like I was saying earlier. So we give them 12 hours of light. So you make and, sure and try and, and get the feminized. Then they, they, well, no, we have, so they're all clones. So we grow them a little bit so they get happy. And then we change the light condition so that they flower. And then we can look at the flower and say like number 22 mm -hmm. is male. Get out of here. <laughs> number 23, female, cool. And we can even save the clone and replant the clone if you want to. The clone isn't quite as strong. We didn't even do that because clone doesn't have a tap root. Okay, um, makes sense. So we just tossed them. Makes or, sense. I mean, we gave some away. <coughs> maybe. Maybe we gave them away. This is the, I'll show you I the little. I got chickens and everything. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> we have some other shit in there. This is like the set up here. Oh. See, like, this is all lights. Yes. We've got lights in here. I mean, th this year we're gonna, we're, we're, uh, gonna insulate the whole box and climate control. Copy. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it's crude, but, man, it worked for us. No, listen, the thing, bare bones is that, that's what it is. Like, same thing, when it's grassroots and you're doing it from the ground up, it just feels so much better. <laughs> Beautiful. These are all Kikaku logs. These are kind of old. Maybe get lucky Have you ever ever uh, inoculated much uh, lost shiitake? Or no. 
The most we've ever done, well, my roommate's ever done, was he bought the, the kit online. Yeah. When you can basically grow them <laughs> in yeah. a little bin. They're done. There's none right now. I was just looking for a few. But... Oh, here's here's an old, here's one. I mean, it's all dried up and fucked up, but that's a shiitake. Oh, wow. wow. So how does this process work? So the inoculation, see the drill holes? Yep. Yes. Actually, we're going to be doing it later today down in the woods, but you, uh, you take a fresh cut oak log. Usually you wait like one to two weeks. You don't have to, but you should because the oak actually has an antifungal. All living trees have antifungal enzymes you yeah. know, zipping around. Yeah. As soon as they die, it starts to dissipate. And that's when funguses move in. And what happens is, so then you drill these holes, like six inches on center, everywhere. You, we have a real a machine that just like zaps the holes, like zoop, 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 zoop. Then you uh, inoculate with the sawdust spawn, which is sawdust with the mushroom uh, fungus in it. You know, so the mycelial network is in there. Yep. You put it in the log, and then you put a, a paraffin, a food grade paraffin wax over it, which is really to it seals it in, but it also keeps invader fungus from getting in. Got so you're pretty much like creating the perfect condition for total um, occupation of the log by the shiitake mushroom fungus. Oh, and then you leave it sit for about a year. Oh wow! And then on a nice, you know, three days of rain night like this, you know, with the right moisture conditions, boop, they start coming out. They don't come out the holes. They just come out wherever they want in the log. Huh. And, and they just keep coming back every year, so every year? So every six weeks, a log can fruit. That's called fruiting when they put up this, this thing. The, the mushroom itself is just a network of fungal stuff that that's eating the wood in the log. And then it fruits periodically to, to make the things we eat. That happens every six weeks and you can you can actually if you're a commercial farmer which I'm not you can take um, a log and shock it like soak it for a day in water take it out lean it up like that it will fruit so you can cycle your crop right you could take like if let's say I had I don't know 48 logs mm -hmm. and I wanted to do a month I would take Let's say actually it would be better to have like 60 logs and I could do 12 each week over the course of six weeks. So I could take pool A, soak, soak 12 logs, take them up, I get mushrooms the next week on those 12. As soon as I got those mushrooms, I'd take, put those logs back down, take the next group, soak those, do it. And then after six weeks, I'd be back where I started and they'd be ready to do it again. That's so it's like amazing. shiitakes for the whole summer if you do that. That's dope. That, so that's how people farm them, naturally. I mean, okay. The thing you were talking about, like the plastic bag. Yeah. That's like the laboratory way of growing mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. Listen, when you're in college and you try, you're desperate, do it. Tired of eating the PBJs? Yeah, no. PBJs. And then, like, this is a... This, we're working on this right now. You can see we've been digging like a motherfucker. And this is, this is meant to be, um, I don't know. I mean, I built it to, to kind of expand the seasonal stuff I was doing there. I was thinking tiny greens, yep. mi microgreens at the time. Yeah. And I was also thinking like rare native plants because I'm, I'm a landscape architect, so I'm really into nice. plants and it's particularly like native plants, you know, that ones that are enriching for the environment and the place yes yes i mean but uh, but also you know very few of the edible things are native so 
Yeah. I break the rules for food <laughs> and medicine. Right? That makes sense. I think though. that's. I think that's. That's fair. my. That's sort of where I come down on. It. But like, this, this is a food forest, right? So, hazelnuts. These are chestnuts here. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of them around. Yeah. These, well, these are blight-resistant varieties of chestnuts. Oh. Which, um, and then you know we got all kind of good English walnuts, black walnuts, honeyberries, sea berries, mulberries, raspberries, blackberries. I think that's it. Oh, amelanchier, uh, June berries. Oh, goodness. So it's all mixed Jam in here into like a wild, you know, like someday these motherfuckers will be 20 feet tall. There yeah. should be a few hazelnuts around. Look, they're flowering right now. Um, I need to stay ahead on top of this shit. That's out that they're flowering. This is like, this is spring activity. Oh, wow. And they're doing it now. Like oh, yeah. They, they're confused. <laughs> oh, no. Why oh, would look, that happen? Oh, here's a hazelnut. Oh, yeah, there's another oh, one up there. There's a little flower. Okay. There's a hazelnut up here. Look. See? Oh, wow. Let's look. Let's fuck it. Let's see, what's, see what we got here. This is the first time I've ever harvested a hazelnut. Oh, wow. There it is. Dude, that's pretty wicked. And this is wicked. Look at that yeah. shit, man. The that pod. is like flaming motherfucker. Look at that. That's nice. That looks like a crown. So beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, no, that was perfect. And the way it was just sitting up there, yeah. too. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Look. It's got <laughs> perfect. Hazelnut. <laughs> Impressive. You're supposed teeth. to roast it. Here, you guys get to share the big big half. Oh, I'll thank save you, it. sir. And I get the other half. Oh, this is dope. You got the nails. It's easier to just like bite a little bit though. Yeah, it tastes green, but mm, that's cool. But I, I can't wait, man. I mean, it's going to be so popping off. These chestnut trees will be like 80 feet mm, tall. Mm. Walnut trees will be 80 feet tall. That's oh like that. God. That's a black walnut tree right there. See the nuts on it? Whoop. Don't follow me. I'm good. Sorry. See oh, wow. Nuts? Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. Those are some big ass balls on there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we're actually going to try to dry our crop in this this year. Nice. Have you ever heard of anyone doing that? How, what's your plan? What are you thinking? Well, we're gonna we're gonna put a, a membrane on the floor. Yes, sir. We're gonna um, put the you know cover it up, and then we're actually gonna black it out somehow. So I'm not exactly sure. We'll probably just drape black plastic over it or some kind of something. I mean, there's also like um, you can get this paint. It's like white though. You paint it on the plastic, and it blocks the light. Really? Yep. And it's biodegradable, so it just wears off after two or three months. So it's sort of an inexpensive and interesting way to... And they have different grade paints for different degrees of opaqueness. That might be a fun experiment, actually. But that it does actually, allow some light to come through. But what you're talking about, that's what a lot of um, the industrial kind of dispensaries do. They just have designated rooms or pods yeah. to do this kind of drying process or right. the curing process right. on their flour. Um, so technically what you're doing is not necessarily wrong. Right. Um, the biggest thing that you want to just think about, um, mm -hmm. that everyone thinks about is like the sterilization 
So yeah, you're correct. As long as you lay something down on your foundation to make sure. But again, like, well, I mean, we dried a lot, and we have enough for about a hundred plants inside the barn. But, okay. But we have, you know, close to four hundred plants now, so or three hundred and some. So we just won't have room. And then you guys, gonna, you're just gonna have it what like fans? How you have it in the other place? We have some monster fans. Like, so yeah, no, I yeah. I think honestly that 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 could work. That could I, be a I good mean, we'll way. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little worried about it. I mean, one thing that was really interesting is I, you know, I talked to a bunch of people and they were saying that if you black it out and you eliminate light, which is sort of the practice, right? You will allow mold and other things Precisely. to grow, the and funguses. They said, they said that the, the UV that the sun provides, even if it's like a muted UV, is actually an antifungal thing. And I guess, you know, there's a, I, I was kind of curious, maybe you could help me a little bit, try to understand like what the downside of having UV in there is? Like how much does it degrade the quality of the CBD or the other stuff? So what happens is that, that like you're exactly correct. What's gonna happen is it's gonna start to turn your CBD to CBN the longer that it's exposed to like to the light. UV. To light, exactly. Um, same thing, light and air is kind of the degrading, it's gonna change the molecule over time. Um, and they are correct about now, if you make it completely black, you have it, the moisture that's there from the plant that's now also being you know what I'm saying? I yeah. was saying put into the air now, yeah. and then you got the spores and everything flying around. Yeah. That is correct. You are making the perfect environment From for all, something yeah. like that yeah. to take over your crop. So that is something like again, just to be mindful of. Yeah. You know, and it's things like right. that. That well, I mean, we're gonna get an industrial humidifier and some uh, fans like a motherfucker that you know blow like crazy and every which way. But but you know, it, it's really intuitive. Like right now in the sun, it's keeping me clean. And I, know what I mean? and, and like, that's and we all I can know feel that my it's, body is just like yeah you know fuck you fungus <laughs> it's not happening right yeah. exactly and it that's so intuitive but it seems so correct yes right? I so, agree I mean we had minor fungal issues in the inside the barn but but you know a lot of it was because the way our plants were prepared too you know there was too much too many sugar leaves and too, too dense. I wonder if there's some sort of a, I have no idea, I'm really like not someone who knows too too much about this kind of stuff, but I wonder if there's a way that you can get the paint to be a specific opacity where it lets just the right amount in. Well that's kind of what I was wondering, right, like there's got to be some, like I wonder which part of this of the light does the degrading. Is it UV or is it, you know, is it some other spectrum? Because you can actually, you know, work with the spectral properties of the light right. to allow certain things in. So yeah. if you could like allow the antifungal part but not allow the part that turns CBD into CBN. Then you've got the perfect it's balance. It's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you may need less fans and you know it's more natural and it's like slower or you know, I don't know. You know, it's like optimization. That's what it is, right? And then that goes back to like the research thing that we we're talking about with the science. Exactly. That, that's something that's beneficial to all farmers. Because right. you got to think right. about it. Think about how much money it's going to cost you to constantly keep building something like this over and over. Same, but instead, yeah. if you could just put one nice industrial tarp over this right. and that, just that paint it. That was the right cocktail of opacity. Beautiful. And right. you'll be done. Literally every year, right. you wouldn't have to worry about those things, you know? And like right. that. That's what I'm talking about, right. where we have to match the resources, right. match everything right. to these things so it helps everyone, you know? Keep your proprietary information Agreed. and stuff. I agree 100%. And, you know, and it's like, I mean, the thing about it is you, you know, it's like, it's like everything in life. It's like the weakest link issue. You know, you can grow the most killer bud 
Yes. Look at those puppies popping up over the horizon there. You, <laughs> you can grow the most killer buds, right? And then if you don't have a good place to dry it, you're fucked, right? Yeah. You have yeah. nothing. Like, yeah. you have nothing to show. Or even if you have a good place to dry it and it gets moldy, you're fucked. You have nothing yeah. to show. It's right. like, or if you dry it and all of the CBD, you know, is dissipated due to poor light conditions. You have nothing to show. It's like, so... And when you're working like, with nature, work, work like, and exactly, you wasted the whole fucking year. Right? Yeah. So, so it's like, yeah, yeah, and drying as a curing part is huge. Man. And I think that's the, that's the most critical part. Like you, the grow, like getting the seeds germinated and everything. Once the plant is going and it has like its first cotyledons and it's got, you know, it can photosynthesize on its own. Yeah. Like the bitch is resilient. You know, the plant totally. is gonna do what it needs yeah. to do no, as you long to, as you feed it. You need to give it some help. Yeah. Know, here and there, but but pretty much you're right. And it's, it's that last end. Yeah. It's at the end. It's like when you put everything into it, all those months, all that energy. You get what mm. I'm saying? It's six feet tall. You got all these buds, and you're like, all right. And you know, and then you kill it, you chop it down, and it's that last end. It's like, damn, you have to do it right. You have yeah. to. Yeah. It's like brewing beer, all those things. You know, yeah. it's all in the no, same kind of the chemistry. Whole, it's the weakest link thing. Yeah. That's how I think about it. It's like every <laughs> little bit matters, and every detail is critical. Yeah. Yes. Like that. Yeah. And if you slip up, you know, if you think for one minute that it, that it, something doesn't matter, it's gonna it's gonna fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. You gotta pay attention to everything, and the details are really, really important. So, and then, you know, just from a logistical standpoint, like the amount of warehouse space we would need to cure that much hemp, man, we can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this is cheap space. It's not ideal for lots of reasons that we just described, you know, or talked about. But, hey, you know, we're, but we're babies here. You know, maybe someday we can afford a, you know, to rent a, a big spot somewhere. But, it would, you know, but then we have to transport it and, like, right. move it somewhere and put it in trucks and, like... Make sure our license is, you know, with us and fuck. But even then, like right now, like you're optimizing. You said you got four acres of land and you got almost 350 plants. Like, dude, that that's good. And they they look healthy. Like from here, we can see our babies. Like that's healthy. Actually, if you want a good picture, you ought to very carefully make your way up that ladder. Oh my Jesus! Yeah, and I'll do it. It's a killer. You're scary. It's a killer photo. If you if you don't want to, I don't mind. But I really relate to what you're saying about like the weakest link comment and how every little detail matters because i feel the exact same way about ceramics like from yeah. from did the you very make that cup by the way yes oh wow that makes it even better <laughs> yes so everything wow is, uh, yeah thank you so much yeah absolutely um of course no thank you for, for letting us come on and and you know giving us a tour and bringing us into your world like this is amazing <laughs> but a hundred percent i feel the same way because it's the same thing with ceramics if it, at any point in the entire process something goes wrong, yep. it's it, I know Changes it's my fault too. Yep. You know, yep. and then you got to scrap it all. You know, like yep. yeah. And it's the same thing you said. Yep. So much wasted time. Like a couple right. months have gone by. Right. I just worked or, on this huge you know, thing. Or sometimes you get like, I was at a job yesterday where there it was in Newton where these mm-hmm. houses were made out of brick, and like every fifteenth brick was a fucked up brick. It was like one that blew Actually, up. Wait, wait, I think we we, it's, we it's, talked a, we talked about this. It's cheaper that way. It's yeah. one that blew up in the kiln, right? Yeah, because yeah. they explode, it's the, right? It's and, yeah, it's the And there were some where like one brick blew up and it like smashed into four other bricks, <laughs> and it created oh, no. this like mosh, like a mosh pit of yeah. bricks. And the masons used it like over the door. 
was this little rosette of a fucked up mosh. I swear to God, I think this is the same house. house. It's the same. We, we might have we, seen this house. We pulled over and everything because yeah. I asked you the same exact question because like that's something we talked about down so the line. What I was getting at is like sometimes the fuck ups can be opportunities. Yes. Yes. If you keep an open mind. So. Yes. We're, we're looking for those too. Yes. <laughs> but I think you guys are finding it. Like every every turn we take, it seems yeah. like we've, we're seeing something that you've repurposed or you've utilized. Like nothing here seems to be for naught, if and that makes trying. sense. We're trying. We're trying. And what I love too also is like you're also looking towards the future. Every time, like, yeah. Like all the plants you're talking about growing and everything you're like you're talking about is like yeah, a couple of years down the line. Like couple, it makes yeah. 50, so much sense. Fifty, a hundred, something. Oh, you want to go? You want to do it? Yeah, but I'm, I was trying to be subtle about it so that we could just keep talking. All right, we could keep doing it. I was gonna go up on it, but I respect you. Oh, are you no, it's it's gonna be this one. Oh, you want to do it? Which one do you want to? I was gonna say if you want it, we can flip that. That one's better. That yeah. one's better. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna have to probably. Safe. It's very safe. It can't fall. I There's nowhere it. for it to go. It looks actually propped on that. Yeah, it looks really stable. This this uh, this structure's strong. I know. I built it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can hang on it. Oh. Oh yeah. It's, it's going anywhere. Um, and then I'm looking out this way. Whatever way right behind you. Exceptional. Yeah, I was a punk. I when I graduated from college, um, <laughs> one of my first jobs. Hopefully, you still are a punk. No, I am. That's a compliment. Yeah. But one of my first jobs was I was doing um, some construction work on this building. Yeah. Building was 23 stories high, um, and I was kind of like one of the site inspector help uh, out guys. Yeah. Um, and basically, the it's, it's safe. You can keep going. It's oh, not I'm going anywhere. Out. Really? It's shaking, so I'm like, I'm shaking. <laughs> you want me to take the picture? It's really good. It might be good from where you are. Maybe? Yeah, try and... I have some in my, my uh, phone that I took the other day. If you want, just turn around. Slowly. That's gorgeous. If you give me the camera, I'll take them. Yeah. yeah. This weekend's project is to, I put the, the doors on, that door's going up any minute now. This is for the plastic. There's like a thing, this has roll-up sides. Yeah. This this place, this thing will be covered next week. Oh, look, she's doing it. All right. She's brave. <laughs> she's brave. Trust it's me. really safe. I'm more comfortable holding this. Yeah, the ladder, the ladder really can't go anywhere because it's trapped between the, so even if it, it you know. I was going to say, if you go up one more and lean up on the side. So you're comfortable a little bit. I am comfortable. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, isn't that view amazing, man? Like I never when I when I was up there, I turned around for a minute. I was like, whoa! I want a platform up here, man. No, I mean, yeah, some steps or something yeah. where you can just. Oh. Yeah. And have you been doing this all by yourself? Uh, up till now, but this year I have two interns and Brian, my, the, you know the the grower partner yeah and then you know and then bruce who you met the get the green gang yeah they're yeah coming on next year they're, hey so, yeah, that all fell apart with covid unfortunately but really? we're I gonna mean... be we're gonna be doing we've been developing the curriculum so we're gonna be doing a workforce training program and this is the farm 
And then let us know. Um, I definitely know the team. The company is definitely willing to help out. So you let us know whenever you guys are ready. Yeah. Um, We're, we're, I mean, they're, you know, we're not officially partners right now, but I spend a lot of time working. They have a new person from Yale. Actually, she just moved to Brown. She's so fucking smart. Writing the curriculum for them. And we're, you know, and we're, we are sort of like, we call it from seed to curing, you know, process. And the whole idea is, you know, I think that the way we're conceptualizing the model right now is we'd have 12 students that are part of their program, but then they come here, say, once a week for four hours or something. We have a designated area where each student has a plot, and they go through, like, parallel to our process. We teach, so they'll come... They'll get like, you know, uh, a lesson. Yeah. And like this is how you germinate seeds. You know, you take like a flat. You take two paper towels. You wet them like this. <laughs> you spread out your seeds like one inch apart. You put the paper towel down. You cap it off. You make sure there's a nice heat mat. It's 70 degrees, even though it's fucking cold outside. <laughs> you have no heat in the barn. And then you know it's like, and then you know you peep you you peep it like four days later, and it's like. <laughs> germination <right? laughs> and and then you know and then every week there'll be like some so a lesson and then they're on their own and you know maybe there'll be some uh, participation so so we'll sort of have our crops and their crops simultaneously and it will be an opportunity to to uh, to teach which yeah. I mean that's so beautiful I'm so to me that's like the it's really like the ultimate thing, man. It's like I feel here's the here's the deal for me, and I don't know if you guys ever experienced that. Is that like the the plant is six thousand years old? Like at first I didn't get it. Now I'm starting to get it, and I I bet it's the tip of the iceberg. It's like when you actually stand by the plant, I feel more than I feel from smoking it. Like yeah. I just get this feeling. Like you, energetic charge. You get a charge, mm-hmm. man. And like, and and as a, I'm a landscape architect, so I and I designed some pretty amazing gardens, you know, like fancy places. Then they're all about that charge, right? If you right. get it right, if you're a good designer, you design a beautiful park or a, like mm-hmm. a, you know, a, 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 you know, something like a sculpture garden or a contemplative garden or a tea house or like some experience or like beautiful native flowers and right. wildflower meadows and forests, and, you know, using archetypes of natural environments and things you get this beautiful feeling inside like that's the point of a garden right it's yeah. to sort of like excite the poetry of your historic ancestral love of nature and your right. connection to the universe the right colors the in, imagination, the, in a garden right the like smell in, everything it's like it's like manipulation of nature for man to have that spiritual experience kind mm. of, right that's yeah. how i think about it and the most intense spiritual shit i have experienced not just for myself but for others too and you know we're going to walk over there to the field in a minute it's like you walk into the field and you feel this like you feel six thousand years and you feel this this like intense connection to something that's so far beyond you but it's you right it's like simultaneity of like all this it's like all it's like all the spiritual shit you could ever imagine is just like, yeah. it all happens and it's because of the plant. And it's like the plant is talking to you. Yeah. And it's like exuding this energy. And that 
see like that's why I want to share it because that shit will I think it can change the world it's like it can change the world it's like that Absolutely. that is like so uplifting and enlightening I agree it's beautiful yeah. it's so fucking beautiful like how can you murder someone if you feel that way yeah. how can you do anything bad if you feel that way it's like as long as you can keep it in the you know in the in the noggin right know, like and let it modulate or like modify your behavior or like i don't know stimulate or something no it makes sense but I it's done so much for me man man like yeah i say it's like i think the more breathless. time you spend with it too like the more exposure you get with nature and the more time you can spend with plants the deeper the connection gets and yeah. the more you feel that energy it's like the more it's almost like the more you meditate, the more you feel the benefits of it. Absolutely, but yeah. I don't think all plants are equal. Mm. No. no, and I think that this one—I mean, it's all there in every one. I'm not saying that you know, like let's not discriminate. But right. <laughs> that plant, <laughs> that plant has yeah. got power. Yeah, with the capital P. There's, there's um, I forgot the name <laughs> of the author. I love um, there was a book I read in my botany class. It's called um, the Botany to Desire. Yeah. And basically, the the, yeah. the the author breaks it down that there are certain yeah. plants like the apple, yeah. marijuana plant. There are certain things that we got from the plant where, like, we think we made the different cultivars and we yeah. made the different species. But what if the plant was actually yeah. choosing us <laughs> to allow us to yeah. bring out its best expression, yeah. you know? And it yeah. took the things that we love, the toxification, yeah. you know, the the love, right. you know, all these right. little things that he breaks down. It's multiple plants that he brings up, but I definitely remember the apple because he talks about Johnny Appleseed yeah. and his whole journey and traveling all across the, the country. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, that's one of my favorite books and that's yeah. what really made me, like, I'm an environmental scientist and a geologist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was a book that really hit home to me because it made me realize that there is something that you feel that is that charge, that energy, that connectedness that the natives, a lot of people always talked about. And right. we've, we've detached ourselves from it. The right. more we make buildings right. and technology. And right. the thing is, is right. once you introduce right. yourself back right. to nature, yeah. it does something to you. Right. It does something to like Even standing right now in the middle of the field, like, I'm so happy. I feel Me good. Too, it feels, you the vitamin great, D, the man. smells, yeah. the yeah. sounds. It does something for you. It's and, gorgeous. And, you know, it's a little fucked up, though, that we're, like, talking about it like it's something new. Because it isn't. And your and point, it's been your, there. To your point, it's just sitting there waiting for us. To, re, to and rediscover actually, it. And people have talked about it for years, right? <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, and in these parts, Native American culture is, like, all over this stuff, right? Yep. And it's just been... It just shows you how lost the civilization is, right? Yes. And and maybe that's kind of what the mission is, is like how we can reconnect. And for me, the plant has sort of like, it showed me this. I was already doing it in other ways, right? But now it's like, you know, I could connect through food forests and food and permaculture and mm -hmm. like resilient environments and sustainability and like low maintenance, high productive sh stuff, you know, which is, but then, you know, you cross that with this, and you know, there's like more magic and more medicine, and yes. maybe deeper history. Because a lot of this stuff, you know, we're sort of making it up as we go. Although not really, because people have been doing and it eating forever, forever right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's not new. No, no. nothing new about it no. at all. And like you said before earlier, it's your garden. So you build it to your taste. You know, you're the yeah. architect. Mm -hmm. You find out what works together, what grows good together symbiotically, and then again. You, you create, you know, you build the perfect environment for it to continue to flourish. And then you just let it do its thing. You help it out along its course. 
And then you just, again, like the nature, it's just, it's so beautiful. It really is, man. It does its own thing. Oh. It's so nice. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, honestly, no, like, we, this is our church. We've always said that. Like, we're yeah. not religious. We're not spiritual people. Well, excuse me, we are spiritual people, but we're not religious. Right. But, like, when you come here, you feel it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, especially, like, the white Shahane being a ceramicist, you know, like, that's one weird thing that, like, we've always talked about. Like, hey, we, the door works. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Watch the stream. <laughs> like talk about like um trying to talk about like how you always say like the clay is alive you know it's it is it is i i would be ignorant and it's one of those things like in that moment if i think that i have control when yeah. i'm working with the clay then i'm gonna lose right. everything right. it has right. such a strong personality so and amazing, charge right? and those are just like minerals and particles right? and and it, it's even but, but electricity yes right Yes, and yeah. there's a ions, oh, thousands right. of ions, years. Right. And, oh. and like you said, yeah. when you were talking about how the fruit chooses you to shape it, like sometimes I'll have an idea for a piece, and no matter how skilled or whatever I am, it'll transform itself into something totally different. Right. And Amazing. it's like I have no control over that, but I have to let go and let it do what it's going to do. Amazing. You know what that is? No, what's this? Males. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's the graveyard. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. That's so funny. So some of them, so what happened to our cloning operation, it wasn't entirely successful. It was like, I don't know if you remember, like in July we had months, like a month of super hot weather. Yes, yes, yes. So we didn't have AC in there, so it got a little fucked up. Mm -hmm. So we we were able to sex some of them in advance of putting them out because we had about a thousand seedlings. But then we ended up sort of planning them all out. We lost a few. Gotcha. And ended up planning out like seven or 800. And then that storm, we had a storm where you'll see like most of the plants were sort of stacked, stitched up and wired up. Yeah. yeah. It got flattened. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, like see that tree right there? See yeah. The yeah. Oh. Oh, off? shit. All the plants look kind of like that. <laughs> okay. They split right up the middle. Oh, my goodness. Kind of interesting to look at the like the architecture of the plant. These the roots are so yeah. Wicked. I really that that's the dope part. No, the most. yeah. I like it. Me too. It's just like this perfect cluster, and you okay, know yeah. that like little. Yeah, like see what happened to the plants. See the see the splits here. Every single plant. <gasps> wow. Like, like that. Like that's what happened after the storm. We came down and we like, oh. Wow. Oh, oh my yeah, god. We spent two weeks longer, even now, staking, and we got all this, we got all these, like, Have they recovered times. well enough? Yeah, look at them. They're doing good. They all recovered, actually, but it was, it was really upsetting. When it happened, we yeah. were, I mean, we went out and bought all kinds of tapes, and these are these tree ties. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Brian well, wasn't Good worried. on you we guys. We were worried, but Brian, Brian knew better. He was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> he remained calm. They'll bounce back. You know, speaking of wisdom, and when you talk to Brian, you, you'll see. I learned so much from him, man, because he's got it, man. He has that wisdom we're talking about from the plant. Yeah. Because he is so tuned in. His, I call it the love for plant ratio. <laughs> His love for plant ratio is off the fucking charts. <laughs> Higher than anybody I've ever met. Love for love plant ratio. I like that. Love I per plant. Love yeah. per plant. That's We're like, you know, if you go to the carnival and you hit that thing, like, bing! Yeah. 
his bell. He goes past the bell. The bell flies off. I love it. That's where I'm <laughs> That's, that's a really good one. I like yeah. that. That's a really good graphic. <laughs> that's funny. Also, shout out to you guys because I think a lot of times talking, uh, like, people have this perception or they've never talked to farmers or they don't know what it's like to be out here and, like, doing any of this stuff. So I really appreciate you guys talking about the science and the intricacies yeah. of everything you do because I think a lot of people don't realize just how complex every single aspect is. So I think it's really important that you guys are bringing that up. Yeah. Well, wow, these are gorgeous. Know, I mean, this was all, two years ago, this was meadow like that, you know, with no trees, just like, see the goldenrod down there? Yeah. That's what it was. Oh, wow. That's, the, that's pretty. Oh, it it's gorgeous. Yeah. That's gorgeous. But, but that's, that root mat was serious. So Whew. I bought, I have a neighbor that's kind enough to loan me her tractor mm. and I bought all these plow attachments and disc harrows and that was a lot of work conditioning the soil. And, you know, even now it's full of weeds and you know years and years and years of weed seeds and right and what do you so, guys do in your off season when the when the plants aren't out here what do you guys grow in there to replenish the soil um we've been experimenting with cover crops but we you know so we try to do something um we should actually what would be hip is to right now we should spread the cover crop we should have done it about a month ago and what and then it would germinate under the plants mm -hmm. and when we harvest there's this flush mm -hmm. and then you just till it in next spring but the, you know to some extent like if you come down here we have it right there's like a you know we we have the most noxious weeds kind of under control yeah nice. we try not to let them go to seed but you know sorry you didn't see that and <laughs> and you know and and it it's not good for the soil to be exposed no raw, I, raw, right? yeah so exactly you're exactly right and we have we bought all the salt marsh hay but we never really got you know it's like too much going on to fully take advantage of it no and it's just you guys you got a small team and you got a big you know big project going yeah. on yeah like i listen i respect you guys doing this this is, this is amazing especially you keep saying like grassroots small op but yeah, yeah i see the, the bandages see the yeah. wow so these were all flat on the ground oh my, oh my jesus she oh, bounced back look at you baby yeah. god they're there and now i mean this time of year is so amazing because the buds the way the buds are, you know, like growing so rapidly, so amazing. Oh, it smells so good. I'm just going to tell Noah to come out here. Um, Absolutely. What's your name? Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. Shahane. Shahane. Yes. S-H-A-H-A-N-A? -A -A? N-E. Very close. Oh, you wow. did that for, for That's, no help? That's that, good. I have never had someone get quite that close just from hearing it, so props yeah. to you. Listen, One letter met. off. I'm one of the worst spellers in the world. Maybe that was the trick. <laughs> Ah, well, I, I like intellectually, I'm pretty good, but when it comes to spelling, I missed that chapter. Listen, that's how we met, literally, and I can <laughs> tell everybody that. I, oh, I was butchering her name. It was fantastic. Ooh.
Oh my gosh. The frost, the, the, not the frost, but the cool temperatures bring out the colors. Oh, I hey, think those look are the polyphenols. Isn't that a beauty? Look at this little bug fish. Wow. Chilling. We, we had ladybugs helping us out the whole way. I don't see too many right now, but there were like a dozen ladybugs on each plant. Oh, that's, that's no, that's, that's the, again, like symbiotic relationships. They you help. Need they're em. not going to eat your plants. As long as they got something else to eat, they're going to eat that. They're not going to mess with your like babies. Like a little frog. So look, everything is flowering big time right now. So gorgeous. So these buds have doubled in size in the last week, and they got three weeks to go. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. This so it's nothing. that quick? This is nothing, man, yeah. These are going to get, this This thing is going to be like my arm. It's <laughs> going to be that fat. Oh my God. I'm blown away. <sighs> and look at the size of some of these. I know, that's what's, oh, look at like the crystallization. You see what I mean about the feeling, man? This is just like breathtaking. No, it is. It does something. Like you can get lost in this and like I am just. Lost in but, this. Like, Let's let's walk a little bit. For the crystallization. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's what he's saying. Like literally, these are the baby buds. <laughs> these aren't even the real buds no, yet. This doesn't even count, really. Like this is, these are like, I don't know, like like thirteen year old buds, right? <laughs> yeah. They're not even there yet, and they're gonna end up. We're gonna harvest them when they're eighty five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is going to be, I love what you guys have going on here. Oh, I found more ladybugs. Yeah, good. They're here. Yeah. I they left us. No, nah, they're here. They're enjoying the sun and the plants. Beautiful. Yeah, like some of them, some of the plants, like this one, it caved and we never picked it up. We just didn't get to it. And it's just fine. No, she, look, yeah, she listens. She, she's done. I mean, actually, this has more, more uh, buds than the others. It's a technique that people use, actually. And if it's an indica, it's doing what it needs to. It's just doing this little bushy thing. Yeah. This is nice. Ah. This is so nice. How are your parents now? Yeah, my dad died. A couple years ago. I'm sorry. She's Listen, we're all going a little nutty right now, right? <laughs> it's, it's the same I'm, thing when I grab made from the same stuff, man. Yeah. So I just haven't arrived yet. A full nut, full nuttiness. Just a partial nut. No, we're fine. we're still evolving. It's just like the trees. <laughs> we got to get those those yeah. the proper nuttiness well, at a certain you try age. Try to transcend the negative nuts. <laughs> Paying on to the decent nuts. Oh yeah. And you know, it's a process for sure. That's what we're going through with grandma right now. Yeah, that's a lot. Every 90, day is how like old? something 91? new. 95. I know. I'm... It's a blessing. <sighs> then that's one thing, like, like how you talked about earlier, like the plants being so old. You know, like she's the oldest person I've ever experienced yeah, sharing time with. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's... It's yeah. it's powerful, you know, and then she tells us her stories, right. she tells us she sings these songs. There's a, a there's an archaic energy in her that like you only feel that once in a lifetime. 
You know, and like so that's beautiful. that's why you have to cherish the time you get with your older people. You mm -hmm. know, and like that's why well, the younger generation, you know, like they get upset and they don't they want to be all rebellious. But like, there's something in their ways of life that they had back in the days that like we'll never understand their struggles. Right. But listening to those stories, you'll realize that what the fuck is happening now? Like these people been through some very very tough things. That's what right. I was gonna say. Was and gonna they, say, they kept it going. You Grandma know, Grandma was rebellious too. Exactly. Yes. She may still be. She right? is. She is right? to this you day. Know, and people a feisty just see soul. like an old package, fragile, and they don't think like that's a motherfucker. But she put me in a yeah. headlock the other day because she wanted a hug. <laughs> that's her thing now. She she knows that like she, once Forced we get hugs. in close. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, okay, well, you're here now. I'm not going to let you go till I see fit. I love it. It keeps me going, man. If she's got that much spunk, well, you know, I can do it too. <laughs> I hope I live to 95. Facts. It's a blessing. They're catching up. Yeah. Which one's... Who's yelling at me? Brian. Brian's down here. You yelling at me, camera? How you doing, fellas? Hey. How's it going? <laughs> All night cookers. <laughs> so this is Philip, Brian. Hey, I haven't had a handshake in a while. Yeah. Hey. How you doing, boss man? And Shahane. Shahane, perfect. Shahane. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Wes is in the house. <laughs> Wes is here from Maryland uh, for the, you know, studying landscape architecture and hempism and all, you name it. He's he's in for the ride. Perfect. Oh, dude. And, and uh, Brian. Brian is the guru around here. Everybody's learning from Brian. How you doing today? Good. Hang in there. Yeah. I mean, so uh, this is, you know. Sorry about the weeds. Oh. No, what is? Man, come on. So Brian, really, hey, these, are, these are Brian's plants. Brian made this happen. Brian knows how to do it with incredible precision and specificity. He's been doing it for a lifetime, pretty much. Well, and large scale since 2014. Yeah. Fantastic. And brings like, you know, incredible, like there's no disease he hasn't seen. There's no little critter that he hasn't experienced, as far as I know. Maybe well, a few. I mean, he would probably think differently. But for us, he's like continuously amazes us with his like love for plant ratio and like knowledge base and we see you know i mean the proof is in the pudding and like yeah and it's, then it's your ground too you keep you're so modest yeah. about the ground <laughs> yeah, well that's part of what why brian was like when we grew the first plants here mm -hmm. and also maybe it was like the first shovel full like the, the soil is rich and deep so yeah. that's good that's it, good yeah and it i mean it helps no but, till but, you know no it's rocks like, Oh no, we take absolutely well. There's one big rock in here, and I went to go dig it out, and it's like a meteorite. So I keep digging down, I get past like the soil, and it turns into like literally like beach sand. Ooh. Like, oh my gosh! So no it definitely pebbles, no nothing, just clean sand. Perfect. Like, wow. So this, is, this must have been part of the glacial. Let me see if glacial. I can find something because I showed you. Let me see yeah. if I can do um, well, the glacial, yeah, the glacial 
all of New England is glacial. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is like so, a but this is this is like glacial. some kind of there's a there's this whole track that goes through the town right here, and if you drive up Western Ave, it continues. It goes this way. Wow. Um, not this way. It stops right right about here. This is like the last. No, there's one more farm after this, but it's much more bony than this soil. But I think this was like a lowland. Watch this. Watch. Watch this tick go down. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what the fuck? What? That's a six foot stake. <laughs> down till already half? What the heck? Definitely. Like, what the hell, Brian? By and hand. And that, that's not, I'm not tapping it in, that was just by hand. Just push it. But more. it's not like that everywhere. It actually, he's lying, it is. Uh, no, listen, that's, that's amazing. As a geologist, that's good, dude. When we went to school in western New York, it was Woo! all glacial till. And it was like, all dude, clay. I hated digging holes over yeah, there, man. So yeah. to have some nice oh, and loose man. soil. I, dug, I put in all these fence posts, and I dug a lot of fucking holes here, planting all those trees. It is not all like that. I don't <laughs> know what you say, Brian. <laughs> Once you get it fluffed properly, it is. Well, over here, I plowed the shit wow, out. Wow, man. I did more runs here. It's like, let's keep else. testing. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Wow, look at that. Shit. And, Damn, are these weeds? Yeah, this is poke weed. Oh. It's a weed, but right see, there, see it's a cover crop, though. Like, look at the fleshy. That's amazing. Look, doesn't that look rich? No, that looks good. That's Ooh. healthy. So we got our own. This is something called yer, uh, yerba mora. It's a, uh, a lot of Hispanic people eat the slick spinach. Mm. It's in all the soups. And it's everywhere. Yes. Yeah, one of my friends, Guatemalan friends, came here yesterday, left with a huge bunch. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. We walked past each other. <laughs> I got a salad. Yeah, soups. They That's cook it. They, they always, it's in the nightshade family, so you shouldn't eat it uncooked. Okay. Yeah. Not much lamb's quarter over here. More over there where you yeah, walk in. Yeah, and there's another one. This is, this is a totally edible plant right here. It's in the quinoa, everywhere. In the quinoa family, it's called nice. lamb's quarters. Mm. And this, these leaves, these, like... If you burn some onions in the pan and toss this in there, I bet you these seeds are like full of protein or something. Like this yeah, it's is a flower now, but it's this shit is it's delicious. Mm. It's so good. Oh. It tastes kind of like what's it taste like? How do I describe it? Like it has a little bit of okra flavor. It doesn't have the okra texture. Oh, perfect! But with a spinach, like a spinach mouth. Like I you like put that. this much in the pan, it goes down to like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can taste actually. Yeah, the leaf is that's so good. Man, the source, but you—it's everywhere. I love I usually it. Just take, I, have to, I have to take the weed whacker to it just because I have to walk through it. You yeah. know, I don't want any ticks or anything. Yeah, exactly. It. it tastes like collard greens. Yeah. yeah. That's what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. It tastes like collard greens, it's actually. Like a little asparagusy. But you guys should talk to Brian about growing. Like anything I told you is like small league compared to what he knows. How long have you been doing this, Brian? In two, August of 2014, I moved to Washington State to be the head grower of a 30,000 square foot cannabis facility out there, recreational. And what did you do before that? Uh, before that, I was uh, a relocation consultant for Allied and North American Van Lines. If you're moving from point A to point B, I'm the guy that you call and, and they give you the estimate and figure out how much everything in your house weighs. <laughs> got you. So, I mean, ultimately what got me the job out there was I, I, just, I sold a lot of weed back in the day. The guy off. I was mostly on, mostly on, um, you know, on the black market. Yeah. So, for the longest time, you know, again, I did a lot for him. 
Um, when it came time to uh, determining, you know, who they wanted to choose to be the head guru out there, they chose me because of the years of trust that you've mm-hmm. built. Right. Exactly. So. No, I mean you, you've got a natural good green thumb, though. Obviously. I mean, so when I when I moved out there doing. too, I ended up um, meeting other growers. So they sent me out there about a year too uh, year too early which gave me some time to get out there and kind of network and meet some other people from the area. And uh, I met some, I guess I would call master growers. Um, and they're the ones I learned from, working side by side with them out there in Washington. And where are you born and raised from? Lemonster, Massachusetts, the hometown of Johnny Appleseed. Hey! <laughs> oh, we just talked about him. We're talking about the Body of Desire, that book earlier. So look, full circle. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's so dope. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so... That did taste really good. That was good. It tastes like collard greens. Yeah. Oh, man. We've got the ground cherries, too, we think. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are? Verified it, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, ground cherries are delicious. Perfect. They're not quite ripe yet, but they're sweet. Like The ones on this side Mom. taste different than that first one that I ate because ground cherries have that kind of nutty flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And these ones on the other side, they didn't at all. You're remotely close to it. Hmm. Interesting. That's, of, that's why I spit that one right out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah. How much? Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just so, so how, how much are you guys thinking of expanding the entire thing? Yeah. So I know you guys are talking about doing this greenhouse or this kind of big place there. You have the, the seasonal extension over there. You guys got your outside grow over here. So if we do math on the property and we fill it up, we can do 3,000 plants. So it would be 10 times bigger than this. Ooh, that wow. would be pretty insane, though. Like, you would step out of your car and you'd see a plant. I mean, <laughs> you know, which could be done. But that, like, we would need to have a dormitory here of people to yeah, right. work yeah. And then, so that's not possible. But I think, I mean, realistically, if, you know, if there weren't, we have 312 or 13 plants here now, I think. Um, plus a few oddballs here and there. If we just filled up this meadow and filled in the spaces here, we probably have room for like a thousand plants in this enclosure. And then... How many people you know, do you think you'd need to manage that? Or do you think you guys would be able to do it with like with the team you have now? Or is that like a project Brian down is the like line? insane motherfucker. He's yeah, well. out here all the time. And then he has sporadic help. Yeah. So it, this is tough on a scale, like, like yeah. one and a half people. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, you're from the Washington. They do it really, really, right. really large. Yeah. So, like, that that's another thing. Like, they got the whole... But we had help. You know, you usually have a, a crew. I mean, like, a crew of, like, seven, eight guys. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I live on site here to make sure that, you know, nothing generally gets missed. Exactly. Um, that makes sense. So, I'm on here full-time. I mean, Brian is a superhuman effort. <laughs> it's so, it's a lot for one person. I would say, I mean? so, I mean, what is the come down to maybe like 300 plants is two people full-time that's what yep. it should be right yeah mm-hmm. then this is 300 plants one and a half people and then you know and then add me in for like yeah. plowing and prepping and all that so yeah maybe i, don't, it's I like, don't do no part of that he handles yeah. all the, the prep of the field oh, nice huh. oh, it's so it's yeah. managing so so what is that now it sounds like you guys got a little i'd on say it, like even two though it's people like per 300 plants probably is full-time is, ideal is like a, a okay. workable ratio and that's hard work yeah yeah yeah. That's no that's no easy rolling. And there'll be yeah. some weeks where you gotta log in the fucking hours and there'll be some weeks when you might be able to chill a little Pussy bit. Pussyfoot around a little and bit. And we're gonna get better and better. Like the more we do this the less weeds like there's less weed pressure on that side, which is what we did last year, than there is down here. Nice. Um, 
you know, the soil gets softer every year. We don't have to plow as much. Right. We can sort of like selectively say which weeds we let go to seed and which ones we don't. We can cover crop. We get our act together. Um, we can irrigate. We, we finally set, we sort of set up our irrigation system after the drought was done, completely done. <laughs> but, you know, but we, but it helped a lot. Yeah. So, you know, now we sort of have a, like we have an automated irrigation system if we want it for next year. Okay. To roll out. Like this year we had to, you know, with I more, spent right, with a also, month figuring it out and a month. With more help too, we can be able to, be able to take clones. With clones, clones don't have tap roots. With the irrigation system, it's now perfect. We, we can actually pheno hunt the best of the best and next year grow, try to grow the best of what we had, you know, this year the best. That makes sense. Say. Makes sense. Right. But then we just got to figure out how to keep them alive, right? We can keep them alive. But I'm saying once they get back in the ground, the irrigation system is going to be perfect for clones. Exactly. You yep. know, where these have, every one of these have a tap root. You got to right. put so much water. It got to go down. That would take be so much. Yeah, there's a that lot that goes so into that. amazing to have, like, the field of the monsters up here and then have, like, <laughs> these, like, you know, dense forests of right. all the clones need the water down in. here. Yeah. With heavy-duty watering. So amazing. my question, next one is, is, like, I know... This is the dream job now, you know, like, you know, you guys got the dream down the line. But like back in the days, like originally, like, you know, growing up, what was what was the vision? You know, like what was your plan growing up as a kid? You know, did you guys ever... Was there a plan? Yeah, was there a plan? Did you guys ever see yourselves like doing something like this? Honestly? As a kid, no. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I must say, you guys grew up in a different time, so... Um... Yeah, no, I never, it's amazing to be able to, um, to do this, um, now, you know, it, you know, it, you're growing it, it's hemp, but it, if you look at it, it looks just like cannabis. So you can't it, tell the it, difference. Right, you can't tell the difference. Um. Only MCR labs can tell the difference. <laughs> you know, I, again, plug, plug. when I get out here, I'm in here and I'm, I'm working in this, it's, it's a dream come true. Um, you know, they tell you to find, you know, find a job that you love doing in life and you'll never work a day in your life. But this is it for me. Really um, yeah, never could have imagined this. Even when that was first, the first you know, my uh, my friend came to me and asked me to, you know, hey, do you, my, my, my brother's putting together a, a cannabis facility in Washington State. You know, we want you to be the head grower. Even when they were knocking on my door and, and offering me that job, I thought it was a fairy tale position. I, was, I didn't believe it. I ended up having, you know, going meeting with the doctors that ended up funding the, the uh, the project out there um, and after meeting with them making the decision to move out there and, and, and go there to learn more no that's so cool it's beautiful yeah i probably didn't i certainly didn't imagine this but you know i kind of grew up here and on a farm so you know it was it was definitely on the radar but like i told you earlier i escaped you know to get away from it because yeah. i'm a musician too so i you know i wanted to sort of like live in the city and make music not not be with the plants no but but you know it it was in me and now i do both no. here nice. <laughs> no. so that's like the most you know the ultimate combination is to be able to and i think you know the the, the like better i get at all of this stuff and witness the beautiful synergy between every you know between all the elements of music creativity design mm -hmm. medicine food spiritualism Horticulture, agriculture, I don't know, polyculture, permaculture. It's all the same. Like yeah. It all just sort of like, you know, it's not the same. I mean, there's specific specificities right. galore in every little department. But, but like, 
the creative energy. Yeah, there's like there's the the the, the, the like, there's like some fundamental thing that holds it all together. Yes. And, you know, I try to like groove like the plant grows when I'm playing bass, or I try yeah. to, you know, cook like the music sounds, or like you know, it's like you're trying to pull that shit from other areas. Exactly. Of experience and apply the the like the lessons to what new you're doing areas of yeah experience yeah no and the results are phenomenal you know and not it's not just like the actual result it's like the experience is so i just feel so blessed like day after day to be part of that thing because no. you feel you know just it's like a lot of really good information and it's here like i i feel like i'm in the presence of you know the great spirit every fucking day <laughs> like, yeah. and i feel it like yeah. palpably like it's really there yeah and and you know that just doesn't happen overnight i think you gotta have to sort of work your way toward that to a point like that and i um have a long way to go but but at least i'm aware of like you know but i feel like it's and and the hemp experience has been like one of the greatest catalysts i think for me personally like and meeting brian and listening to Brian, you know, sort of like say these beautiful, wise, you know, highly, you know, very detailed things about the plant or not so detailed, just simple <laughs> things like, you know, I asked him earlier in the season, like, does the plant need water? And he looked at me and he picked it up like, yep, it was light. <laughs> yeah. Like he didn't bother sticking his finger in there and see it's just like all by weight. Yeah. Just the feel and the yeah, touch. That, and That's feeling like that's the feeling of the plant. Right, that's different than you've built a relationship. Yeah. You understand each other intimately. Yeah. yeah. Then I start to understand that a little bit from observing that. It's not like you said, "Well, you pick up the plant, you weigh, and you see like if it's heavier, then it's this way." No. No. It's like observation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, and then it, nature, and that's a reoccurring motif, like in our conversation we've had, like throughout the day, and it's one of those things, like that's the biggest problem, like with society, they only see the negative aspects of what the plant has done, but not all the positive things and the connectedness and all these other energetic things that you feel from actually interacting with the plant and from the beneficial things that people receive from interacting with the plant. Yeah. And you I know? would even argue the, the wording that you just used is, because I don't really think the plant's done anything negative. I think no. that people have just manipulated the, the uh, what's the right word? Like the concept of it. Yeah. The perception of yes. what the plant is, you know, and like we've made that, right. you know, and like now again with more science, you know, people changing the laws, changing other things like people are starting to realize, you know, certain things and seeing that there are a lot of benefits that can come from actually integrating, you know, something that was once seen as taboo into something like a normal everyday part of our lives, it you know, slander the whole time. Man. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, defamation. Yeah, it's and it was only a small right part of the plant's life. Like, like what? How, you said yeah, what about six thousand or something like that? Yeah, yeah. like six thousand years yeah. this plant's been in our lives as yeah. as human society, and then just like a small blip of its existence, we were just like, oh. We use it for textiles. We've used it. We've eaten it. You know, there's yeah. so many things that we've used this yeah. plant for. You know, but if you only see it for one thing, then you're just being you very lost. yeah. You're being nearsighted, honestly. Yeah. So earlier we were asking you guys about like how, how much you know like your team you're gonna need to maintain this and whatnot. And you guys said you have one and a half people. So as busy entrepreneurs and hardworking people, how do you find the time to have like a work-life balance? Or yeah. after hearing you guys talk, 
do you feel like there is such a thing? Yeah, like, because you guys got love for your plant and you got love for what you do. So when you love what you do, it's not work, you know? So, like, how do you guys find the balance to stay mentally sane and then work as hard as you do out here? Is that a loaded question? It's, it's a lot. Right? I, you know, I, there isn't much of the personal life, you know? It's, you know... It, it, this is the ground level of, of us starting this, this business, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and sacrifices have to be made. And I'm willing to make that sacrifice for the greater good. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, more sooner than later, it yeah. will balance out a little more. Yeah. But right now it's pretty much balls to the walls, work, 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 work. We'll play later. Yeah. Gotcha. And again, there's also, you know, there's going to be a couple of months where we're down. At least I'm going to be down. They'll be busy with the sales and stuff, too, and I help as well. But it's, you know, come, yeah. you know, November yeah. or so, everything's going to be dried. You know, everything's going to be ready to, you know, for processing. And at that point, you know, the work will wind down for the next three months. Yeah. So On my time side. off will be three months out of the year when I'm not out in the field <laughs> under the sun. When everything is frozen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you kind of work on rotation with the crops, right? Yeah, a little bit of downtime. Yeah, and that's where my my you know full time my, my family life will come in. So I'll be staying you know at home with the family full time yeah. for a few months. Yeah. yeah so. Good. Good for you. Yeah. But hopefully, again, after this year, we can um, you know with, with with some profits, we can hire some sort of crew next year, so we can double what we're doing. You know, if we could right. you know do six hundred, we could have you know you know four guys full time. Mm-hmm. Um, Tighten it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Five yeah. days a week, full time. That way, the, you know, everyone gets the weekends off at least. Yeah. Um, if right. we had, you know, a crew, we can do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. I mean, I think it's going to get easier each year too because yep. we get better at seeing the efficiencies and. You know what works, what doesn't optimization. work. Yeah, yes. optimization is the word. Like, yes. Like, what do you do to optimize? You know, and that—that's kind of a dirty word, but I think it's not actually. It's like, you know, optimize with good values yeah right, it's optimize with optimize with you know the most wholesome earth-centric sustainable <laughs> beautiful you know spiritual values instead of optimizing with capital you know pink along. slips and yeah. you know like corporate bull fucking shit of like right. you know stripping it down to the bare bones yeah that man you want to like provide healthy incomes for everyone involved no. <laughs> as possible and a decent standard of life i mean that's at least what my goal and sh- you know sort of share the share the, the thing i mean this year is yeah it's been one of great sacrifice like you know we're we're just getting it off the ground so we have to kind of figure out how to make that happen and i'm working my tail off you know, in other realms to try to, you know, fund what the little bit that we need because we're being so resourceful that we're, you know, we're still spending money, but we're making it work for, you know, not a lot of investment. I mean, compared to what people are tossing into the cannabis grow facilities, right? this is like nothing. Yeah. No. And, you know, no. and, but you know, it's still I mean, so this, amazing. It's just as amazing. In yeah. fact, I think it's more because we're in the earth. I agree. Yeah. We're in the earth, right? Like any experience, the curriculum, like the the knowledge that you guys bring. Like you said, it's not no corporate. This is what it is. Take this piece of paper and read it. You guys are giving someone a full experience of actually 
understanding what it is to take care of these plants, you know, because like you're saying, every plant is a little bit different. You might pick it up. This one might need water and the one right next to it might be soaking wet. You don't know how, but it happened. You know, it's little things like that where that that is something totally different that what you guys give and what you cater to. Like, that's what's going to make you guys differentiate from anything else. Like, and that's what's cool. And like you're saying, like, once you guys get your investors, you guys got your team, you guys, and we, we talked about the green game earlier. You guys have these connections with all these people who have very valuable um, resources and all these things. And I think, like, you guys, if you keep coming together, like, it, this is going to be fun. You know, like, even when we sat down, yeah, yeah. when we talked about the Hemp Noah stuff, like, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing when it comes from this because, like, this is what I think the cannabis industry needs. Right. It's I not agree. just you know, these big pods and these big buildings, you know, where they're growing all this cannabis really, really fast. No, there needs to be... Yeah, and they're just, like, working for the bottom line rather than for, like, the... What do you want to call it? Like... The greater good? Yeah. Yeah. For, you, like, substantial human support. Yeah, they care about the profits right. instead of if you bring out what's best in the crop, it's going to give you the best medicine, you know? Like, and that that's what it comes down to. And they don't... I'm not saying they don't care about that, but they're not looking at it from that perspective you know and then when you when you have a grower's heart and a grower's mindset a farmer's mindset it changes everything because you're connected to this land you're connected to the plant you know it's not just dollars you see in everything you do but it's it's your babies you know like it's like an investment into college like you better go do something with this you know (laughs) i mean i think that's a really good point we should just hit it home at least my philosophy is you know driving from that like greater good model rather than like bottom line model or corporate model also comes you know if you're listening to the plant that you know that we chose very specifically to grow in the ground right Mm -hmm. we chose to like deal with windstorms and like all of the pests that fly in or you know god forbid if our neighbor was growing plants and let male plants go we'd be fucked yeah like if the pollen blew over everything yeah we can do except go talk to them about it next year right Mm -hmm. Um, so, but along with that, you know, like think about, I, I start, I'm really, now I'm really thinking about the whole chain. We sort of started our conversation this way. It's like, okay, so you grow the plant, you know, with the most sort of respectful way with, you know, good culture, good people, lots of love. You put it in beautiful ground, you let it grow this wholesome, beautiful life, and then you harvest it and you, you know, hopefully you, you cure it in like a similar kind of environment of you know, nurture and love and respect and then processing, man. And then it, it's hurting my heart to think that this motherfucker is going to go like get CO2 extracted or like the, even the ethanol is going to hit it. It's like, whoa, that yeah. feels so brutal, yeah. like, like a disconnect. Like it should, I want to I really work towards thinking about how to keep it wholesome and clean. Yeah like right to the end till mm. when you put it on your tongue or like when you smoke it or like whatever you you know however you put it on your skin like mm-hmm. if we can keep that that wave you know rolling across that beautiful terrain like through every aspect of the process i'm going to be so happy yeah that's becoming more clear to me like i didn't get it at first you know at first i was sort of like god damn i want to like get into the co2 stuff and, you know and i'm just getting kind of like cold shoulder towards I you know I look at it and I'm getting all you know since I'm on the hemp license list I'm getting all these fucking emails from every processing you know once your emails in that list like every they're trying to sell you something yeah now. they're trying to sell me you know four hundred thousand dollar machines mm-hmm. that, 
you know, that honestly, I think they degrade the beauty of the, of the crop. They're they not do. adding anything to it. Yeah. All it's doing is like increasing some bottom line. Yeah. yeah. There's no the cultural benefit. No, none. None. No. None. And the thing is, you got to think about the liability now that comes into doing something like that. When you bring that type of machinery onto your property, you know, and those chemicals and things of that nature, you know. I wonder about it. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no scientist, but that's sort of what my heart is telling me. And the more I dig into this, it's like the more I realize, like, the nature of the site and the nature of the plant, you know, like that 6,000 years is saying, you know, put me in my own oil. Like from my own seed, you know, and bake me in the sun or something like that, and then put two drops on my tongue, and like that will be the shit, right? That, like, something like that, you know, that's one pathway, but not, you know, put me in a fucking machine, you know, and then butane, introduce all these, you know, vacuum, exhaust all the shit out, and then still worry, like, how much is then pay four hundred dollars for a test of heavy metals and. And well, the heavy metals different story, but right, like right. you know, for the the the, pot, the whatever the chemicals are, you know, the butane type chemicals. What are they called? No residual I, solvents. I residual solvents, yeah. right? The solvents, right? I mean, why would you introduce fuck, something? Like why right. you like why we even put it there in the first? And place? it wasn't even there. It, if exactly. it was never there. Like, why do I need about it? corruption? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like like really? What the fuck? That's yeah. fucked up. If yeah. You really think about it. Like, yeah. I just had that epiphany. Now you know I'm thinking like, damn, it's like. I mean, it's been building to me for a month or two. No. But no fucking way. Like, I feel like the plants I don't are speaking wanna, through you at the yeah. moment. <laughs> I don't want to take lie. this motherfucker to the, to, you know, to the processing facility. Yeah. But oh, I, really, I feel like you guys hit it. Like, you got it. You, like, as I've been standing here listening to you guys talk and feeling the energy that's here in the plants and the air, like, we've experienced what it's like to have hemp and, like, uh, marijuana plants and stuff like that like grow in laboratory settings like we've seen it we've experienced it but me just standing here with you guys I can feel the energy from the plants I can feel like you created a biodome and a biosphere like everything from the insects to the wind to the yeah, plants man, to the yeah. birds like everything is connected it's in the, the hawk air, swooped man. in like yeah. it, it's yeah. And and you guys are really having a communication and a conversation. Like you weren't here when I said this one part, but when I work with clay and ceramics, the the clay tells tells me so much information. And right now it just sounds like you guys are being the voice for the plants that that people are neglecting to listen to. Like it's harder to have a, a conversation with them so people don't do it. Yeah. But it's possible. It's just not with words. And, and you guys yeah. really like found that here and it's easier to listen to somebody who got millions and millions of dollars and they're telling you this is the way you have to do it and this is the I only way fucking shit yeah but but that's the thing it's one of those where it's like again like you guys know pesticides know anything your babies are just in the ground doing their thing and this is just love all it is is love and they look they look amazing and this is from somebody like, i've i've worked in a growing facility i did it for about eight months and it it, it was soul sucking it literally, it yeah. did something for me where, like, just the lights being so artificial, you have to wear sunglasses, they have you sitting in a, a very kind of cramped artificial way, you know, and, and the then... plants are stressed. You feel the stress. I mean, you feel the stress in the babies. What the fuck? And like, just, why would you want to separate yourself from something so beautiful? 
Like, and there's just little things like that when you really think about it as a whole. And then you just see this, and it's like, like you guys, again, it's bare bones, it's minimal, but it's gorgeous. It's pretty. Like, we can see the colas. We see already the trichomes on the babies, and like, they, <laughs> they're, 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 they're nice. They're really good. And again, like you said, we're only at age 35, you know, we're picking them at 89, you know? So, like, they're still early in their life, you know, and they still got some time to grow. And again, they're looking good. They're looking real fucking good. So I agree. Like whatever you guys are doing, like you guys are doing it right. Like you know, listen to your hearts. You, I, 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 you know, I really appreciate that because you Me know too. that was bringing the, tears to my eyes. You know, when we got the, the microburst here, it was as if you know Godzilla walked through here, yeah. and, and yeah. everything was flat on the ground. A lot of stuff was, is broken. So some of the stuff I'm expecting uh, botrytis. Uh, just because of the uh, you know the pathogens being able to enter through the, through the open wounds of the plants, and, and they, just about almost every one of them were were split and broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. For them to come back and to see where they are now compared to what it looked like the, uh, oh, yeah. the first I, week I of think uh, every August. Plant, every plant would be like three feet taller, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we had some that I'm just like completely were ripped are... in half. Like even these, like I'm looking at those in the back. Those are pretty huge. Yeah. These guys back some, here. Some, like look at that. Like, yeah, that's the one tough. that the one of the samples came Gee. from. Like the genetic variation is, yeah. is from, like, look at the size of those butts. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and they're happy. Like, your baby's, like, they're reaching up yeah. to the sun. Yeah. They're doing everything. Like, feed me, love me. Yes. Yeah. Like, no issues with pests or pathogens at all. No, that's Amazing. good. This, this, this other is than, of course, again, if there's botrytis on any of the plants that were split open. But other than that, I don't, there's no powdery mildew. There's yeah. no signs of anything like that. Could I ask what would you do? I mean, you don't have to answer. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what questions are like too far, but like if you did see botrytis in one of the plants, what would you have to do? I or is there like I just I usually it, I'll the, generally I'm not gonna apply anything. I just 86 the plant. I'll pull it. Because um, it can spread, right? Right. That's mm. generally what we do. If I find yeah. something that's gonna you know infect the rest of them, we just pull it. You have to. You have to. I think about the better cause of everybody yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. No. Usually the plants know too. There's something about plants and animals that they they know when something's sick and they, they accept things in a way that like it's it's very strange. No. Yeah. You know the pitch of the of the uh, the meadow here. Uh, by the time the sun rises to the time it sets, they're in the sun. There's an, you know there's no break. Sun all day. So real hot, you know. No yeah. issues with, with, with mold or mildew because of that, with the UVC all day long. Yes. And the sweet breeze, man. Ooh. No, this is perfect. Today, at least. Yeah. Well, it usually is. It's I mean, it was fucking hot earlier Last year it was summer. pretty windy, too. It was pretty brutal in the summer. Uh, this summer. It was hot. And dry. We had very little rain. About six right. weeks. Of no rain. Uh, you know, 90, now, 90 we're, plus we're every day. Drought. Like, the soil is way too dry. It's I've like, been noticing that, that in yeah. Massachusetts, actually. The last, like, I want to say five, dry. six years have been a lot drier than what I remember as a kid. Yeah, or it likes rain, like yeah. it would rain in the summer. Yes, not, yes. Not when it comes down. It, maybe him and I were standing over at the end of the um, the structure over there, and it's just started hailing. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we had to run for our lives just to, for, for structure. Yeah, Next thing you know, lightning hits right where we were just standing. Windshield was gonna break. No. It was just yeah. You know, it's not even like a regular rainstorm. It's like it's either the sky's falling or it's not. I yeah. think lightning hit the, the oak tree that we're inoculating in the woods. So we're we're inoculating oh, wow. a whole oak tree that came down. From a lightning strike with shiitake mushrooms in the woods down there, oh. the entire tree. Oh uh, my god! That's gonna be fun. Halfway through, you guys are welcome to help us. Oh, we'll get to it tomorrow or something. How far away do you live? Where? How? Old, it was like forty minutes. Yeah, it wasn't that, but we're in Woburn, yeah, so we're bad. north. It's easy. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's not far. That's on. Good. 
But Pretty daily for me to actually. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Uh, you guys really bring a lot to the table here. I love the. Um, I love the way you're thinking about it. Like we're we're in the same pod. Yeah. Right. And I really appreciate that. That's. Ditto. It's that, so it's nice. It's not to too have. hard. To, it's not too easy. No. Fine motherfuckers like you. <laughs> and, and and that's like we're and that's like we're 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 definitely like not we're we're definitely outliers in our generation, but like that's our whole business model. You yeah, know, it's like you were talking about actually earlier, uh making sure that everyone can live and live a sustainable, healthy exactly, life, yeah. especially if they're like yeah. working with you. We said the same thing a couple weeks ago. Like as we expand, you know, we're young, we have plenty of dreams in our lives. We're sure that at some point there's going to be people who work under us, but we were like, there's no way we would ever let that happen unless we could do something benefit, like give them something. Like yeah. we don't want to ever have that kind of relationship, like corporate yeah. where it's too tense or yeah. we can't talk or any of that. And then everything we do is kind of like you said, it's about the energy and the feeling. If it doesn't feel right, then we don't want to do it. You know, like that's what it really comes right. down to. figure out how to cross that with all the practical and logistical realities of you know staying afloat mm-hmm. you're you, you know it's the shit that's the optimal situation you know more optimization of of the right parts i like thinking that way a lot you know, no like optimization optimization of the right stuff not of greed yeah. it's, it's a positive outlook of looking at things yes you know. But like really trying to get good at it. Yes. Like trying to perfect it in a way that is really like highly functional and productive. Yeah. But, you know, but and sustainable. And, you know, and, and it will automatically, I think, I think that's the beautiful lesson for me. It's like all, it's, it's just coming together, like all of those streams of music, creativity, plants, medicine, the messages are clear. It's like, and it's not different agenda it's like no. the same agenda just repurposed yeah for in each zone no and the zones overlap more and more and it's like you just realize i mean even if the cannabis disappeared from my life you know it's like it's the same idea it would be the same idea somewhere else mm-hmm. yeah. although i don't want it to ever disappear <laughs> no no <laughs> Uh, actually, there's one question. You guys kind of t- we we were touching upon it. The rain, at, uh, like how the rain's been different. I wonder because there's been like a lot of talk about this, and people have very different and conflicting opinions. But one of the questions we had talked about and we had for you guys was, do you think, as being people who like are farmers and you work with the cycles so intimately with nature, like do you think that climate change is affecting the the cycles, or do you think this is just the nature and how awesome her power is is that she will evolve and change over time or do you think it's like a whole bunch of different factors you can also pass on any question i don't think i've been farming long enough to answer that question you know okay um i have yeah you you definitely have so so i can tell you this is the driest summer i've ever seen really and we are lucky to have a well that works Although I had to replace the pump in the well, Ooh. but but you know, were it not for the well, we have no plants, uh-huh. or we'd have some, but they'd be really weak, right? Yeah. I mean, we when needed you were water. through the field. You, again, it was a dust storm. Yeah, yeah. We need water. I mean, and yeah. and then throughout the entire process, like you need, you know, I mean, I suppose you know if we had, I don't own the land back there, but if mm-hmm. we did, we could like put the plants in the semi swamp. 
right? I can just you say. know, like you could you could sort of figure out a way. Like we're sort of like on the upland, and even this field, like if you look at the colors of the plants, yeah, that's an indication of the moisture levels, or you know, something mineral moisture. We're not quite sure. We, we Brian and I are sort of you know fascinated by the different textures. colors of greens, yeah, and also sizes, density. Like the plants really bit, like there's a patch right in there of yellowy weak weaklings. I'm that's where all the roots to that tree were. And that ground uh, isn't as, because that tree was, that was a big tree. And if you figure, you know, you were running. You know, the, no, the tree's over there, man. Right, but it's, just think about it. If you were plowing on both sides of that tree, right, every yeah. time. It drags it over. Well, I'm sure they cut through whatever roots that were there at the time it was originally growing. So yeah. they can only grow in one, either one direction, that be. way or this way. Yeah. Because you got in real deep on both sides of that tree. Yeah. I don't know. It it's had to win plowed like that, like that. Back. I can't wait till next year. To yeah, see, I can't wait you know, to see. See either. if the, the if it's like a chemical change or yeah. what. But that I mean, center it could be moisture strip too. Like the way the water odd. tables work and the soil is very mysterious. Like yeah. It'll be some areas are really wet and some are not. Yeah. But but I mean I I think global warming is definitely here. Uh, like the crazy storms, you know, this was feast or famine rain. Like, no. Yeah. It's like being in Barbados or something, man. It, like. Yeah. You know, at three o'clock, the storm clouds blow in. It pours for like fifteen minutes, and then it's sunny. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, that yeah, never, exactly. That never yeah. happened. We used to have, you know, right. a week of rain. Right? Yes, exactly. And it was like cloudy and wet, humid, and yeah. then it would be a week of sun. And you know, it, it was like or two days of rain even. Yeah. I don't think we had any like, and and I know from the mushrooms. Okay, mushrooms like humidity. Right. Okay, so that's sort of like my barometer. Mm -hmm. We had one harvest this spring, in like April, and I don't do that dunking thing I described to you. That's too right. much work yeah. for me. And then we had one flush over the last month, and it's been sporadic because it sort of rained, but it didn't really rain. We never had a long rain. We just had sporadic rain. Right. That's it. We didn't get a single fucking mushroom all summer. Okay? What the Not fuck? Not one. And... That means there's just no moisture. That like there's no moisture available That's so for those things. So, you know, so without, so yeah, so so we've got to assist somehow with, you know, and I mean, I, and I think that was probably, well, actually, that couldn't always be the case. I mean, how do you? I mean, I guess you truck water, you know, pull water in on a horse or something. Right? <laughs> you know, like, like I don't know, like. I guess that's you know that's another thing that we that I, I think about is like the right plant in the right place, you know, like the microclimate of each zone tells you you know gives you tells you what's possible there. Yeah. And you, if you push too hard against that, you know. But that's that speaks directly to the industry. Imagine the microclimate of a fucking warehouse. <laughs> what's that? Yeah. Got to put a whole bunch of money into. That's them. a lot of concrete, steel, yeah. chemicals. You know, global evilness. I mean, that, that's <laughs> just like everything about it is scary. Lights, yeah. energy, oil consumption. You know, yeah. petrochemicals. It's bad news, man. Yeah. I get it. I don't really get it. It's like it's it's a disconnect. It's not it's not correct. No. Put it that way. You know? No. I find if you don't look at things in the sense of duality, like the, the taking the good with the bad, like right now, like you guys said, you're willing to brave whatever nature throws at you because this is nature's baby. Whereas like when you think on the coin one ended and you think just commercial gain or commercial expansion, 
then yeah, you're only going to think of commercial efficiency instead of what comes from that. And it's like, yeah, you may get something a little bit more stable where you don't have to worry about something like that, but at what cost? Like, is it really worth the trade-off? And after being here and talking to you guys, I mean, I already felt like it wasn't, but it solidified it coming here yeah, and actually having well, this experience. Thank you, too, for your words of wisdom. Oh, thank you, you guys. You right. yeah, it is verification, right? Hmm. And yeah. that's what we can do for each other. It's like continually verify that we're not that nuts. We're no. actually the opposite. <laughs> Everyone no, else right. is nuts. We got to sort of figure it out. At least we're on the, you know, partially on track. Right. Yeah. right. Well, this is nuts. Uh, the I'm rest fine of the it. world is fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know, buying broccoli with chemicals on it is fucking nuts. No, like, yeah. Eating a gummy bear is not too great. No. You know, unless it's made from seaweed. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and natural beet dye. Right, right. You know, otherwise, you know, whatever that fucking red number five or like, fuck that. Right. The beaver, beaver anal glands and all this like, other weird shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, white chocolate, beaver anal juice. Yeah, no, that's white and raspberry. There's a few other flavors they, they can extract and do some weird stuff with it. Grow raspberries. Yeah, when you do, we do stuff. We have a shitload of raspberries. <laughs> hey. That's, a, that's oh. actually, I would say that that is the, the other crop. Sherborne bumper crop. Really? We can grow raspberries here without even thinking about it. Really? Yes. Yeah, so if, the, if you know, maybe we should have like a dual hemp raspberry thing. Do it! Do it! Now anything, CBD infused raspberries. Oh man! Anything. What yes. a good the idea! Raspberry, yeah. <clears throat> I live on them for a month and a half probably. Yeah, it's from July. Amazing. Oh. Yeah, from like the month of July is like raspberry heaven. That's and then dumb. we have blackberries, that line dividing the two fields. It's all blackberries. And now ground cherries. Yeah. I heard blackberries, you correct me if I'm wrong on this, I heard blackberries are actually really hard to contain and control and that they like will keep growing out of their... They all are. Oh, they're all like that? too, yeah. Okay. So you guys kind of, do you just like pull to keep them under control or you're just letting them do whatever I they want I usually take do. them out and give them away. Oh, Lots nice. Of, just let me know. Those ones that you replanted this year in those two little strips? Fine. Did you see the size of the raspberries from yeah. those ones that you yeah. ripped out and redid this yeah. year? Much bigger than the ones that he just torn from. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, almost no, like it's the plant so, gets tired. You have to like, rip it out and then problem. put it back in the yeah. ground, and then they just go nuts. You got to stress them out like these babies. Same exact thing. Yeah, you shock them. Although we need to be careful of that here because if we stress them out and it increases THC, we're fucked. <laughs> so, you know, that's another thing. I mean, just a sort of general observation about the conditions in which we work here. That rule about 0.3% THC is one of the most... It's an asinine it's fucking one of rule. The worst yeah. things for all of us. Do you think that it's like kind of sabotaging? It, well, it, we don't know. I mean, we last year we tested under because Brian had the best seeds, and he didn't fertilize in very, you know, very specific, very tuned-in ways. Like he's like, I'm going to give my cannabis plants, you know, fish juice and all kinds of magic potions nice, but yeah. I am not doing it on the hemp plants because I don't want to like stimulate them to that point yeah because intuitively felt like that's like asking for trouble so yeah. we, we're under but mm. who knows like maybe the drought this year is going to concentrate the THC we use the same seed mm -hmm. so but but you know but it's not inconceivable that the plants will test over yeah mm -hmm. and that would that there again you know it's like the weakest link idea yeah fucked yeah, and you'll never know. That's that's the crazy part. You'll never really know until that last that's why little we bit. Snuck that. I mean, we're trying to get a preview. Yeah. From so MCR we have labs. two yeah. other previous harvests. Actually, a few uh, you know under our belt prior. Um, you know, with the prior co-op that we are part of, and 
we this will be the third harvest but the last two have tested under so knowing that the last two rounds have tested under you can say positive pretty hoping number three is going to test under as well yeah no that's what you're going to do the environmental conditions this year are different right yeah. yeah i mean you know you're dealing with like to me you know again if i sort of like tune into the plant vibe you know what the plant is saying is i want more tac right it's clear like right. just look at them. Like huh. they don't want to be 0.3%. No, they, they want to be whatever they, they want some freeness. Yeah. They, yeah. they want to be at least one and one is puny. Even but, one is puny, 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 right? But it's not enough. It's not enough. But even when we're talking about this 0.3, like you guys talking about the environmental factors that we can't necessarily control of, the plant on itself, we know what kind of produces those extra trichomes that kind of bumps up the TAC is you continuously shocking the plant. So it's kind of one of those when you're growing outside, you don't have that controlled right. bubble. That's right. It's one of those. No, it's going to be shocked by, um, you know, microbursts. Anything. By hail. Too much wind. Too drought. much water. Anything. Yeah. And it's like you're exactly. going to tell me I have a 0.3 percent window for an entire growing season to make sure that it's everything's fucked. okay. Not right. That's it's not fair. Like yeah. that, that. That's, that's where, what I mean by like sabotage because it almost feels like they're leaning into. I wouldn't say it's a sabotage. I say it's a handicap. Yeah. That, that's okay. what I think. Okay. It's, it's okay. one of those, it's, it's yeah. preferably favorable for you to fail. Yeah. But if you know what you're doing and you got the experience. You can still fail. Because yeah. <laughs> there's nothing that we're, like we have two years under our belt with this particular seed, same. Yeah. We have had two successful years. If this shit tests hot, I don't know, man. I'm going to go ballistic. Yeah. I don't I'd know be, what I'll do. I'll be crying for the next three months. Exactly. <laughs> no. And you don't have... You have no way of knowing. I mean, we we will now when MCR gets our stuff back. No. Right. Harry that along a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and when is the state coming out to do all their stuff? Do you guys we're, have a we're, date we're, yet? No, we're, we're soon. Like okay, any day now. Okay. So it, I mean, actually, we need to figure that out tonight because we might it might not even work timing wise. Like we may get their shit the same time we get yours, and then because that right? and that's the thing is I know everyone's kind of backed up everywhere with testing right. and all that. And then, I don't know how fast the state's going to be. So we Let's should probably see. call them, and I have a good relationship with one of the people there, Brittany. So it seemed that year after year it took longer and longer. So right. if there was that many more people to have right. The hemp well, well, first the hemp they said something then. like the email was like, "Give us 14 days, you know, to, to get it," and then it was like 21 days, yeah. which is sort of what you guys were telling us. So that might be the thing. So we need to, you know, understand. We just got to work backwards, right? Figure yeah. out. We probably want to harvest in the middle of October. Yeah. Brian, which is a month from now, right? Yeah. Or three weeks, you know, three, three weeks. to four weeks from now. So that's our 21 days. So we better call them. File the harvest report within the next week. Yeah. So my real kind of last question about the business, like you guys said, you've been doing this for two years. You're figuring everything out. You guys getting everything. What have been like some of you guys' biggest, I can't, downfalls and some of your best kind of rewards from this entire thing because like you said this is all a learning experience no one really knows this is all new territory you know like because they're constantly changing the laws every year something else changes hopefully soon they might change to point three we're not sure you know so it's like if you guys always being in this limbo state with your business like what what's what's some of the i can't say positive next but yeah some of the good things and the bad things you guys experience in the past couple of years Definitely the storm that came through was probably one of the... <laughs> yeah, that one we can't control. Yeah. 
Well, I, you know, I mean, I would say that you want to answer, Brian. I think finding the, you know, you know, the, I, the good thing to me, I think, is you know, everybody wants to get into this. Everybody <laughs> sees, you know, dollar signs, but you know, over time, you know, the real serious people are the ones that are left, you know, together and doing the work. Right. I think the the greatest thing over the last two years would probably be, be the relationship that I have now with Wes. Um, you know, I had to go through a lot of negativity to get to this point. Yeah. So. Because the cutthroat industry, it it's is. very different. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's like Wall Street. It's like it's cannabis Wall yeah. Street is what it's really like. Honestly, <laughs> right. like these people, they don't give a shit. They just want their money. Right. Honestly. Well, they, the in, initial big money investors, anyways. But that's the thing. Like we're talking about, if you if you have to get these facilities, get these licenses, get these permits, get the manpower. Like we don't have that type of money right. laying around to do that. We have to right. go to somebody else. But we have the experience, and we have, like you said, like doing this forever. You have all these, like right. intimate knowledge. Like we have a yeah. partnership that is full of, of the right stuff. Right. No. And, and, that's... and I was good. At, I would answer the question exactly the same in reverse. It's like meeting Brian is the best thing. You know, and I think the the worst thing is are the regulatory problems, yeah. and also the you know there's there's. It's interesting to me. I mean, I'm still learning and learning very rapidly, but it seems like the way that the cannabis industry is being set up is they're encouraging um, integrated grow, pro produce, uh, uh, process, you know, products and sales under one umbrella. And that wasn't yeah. their original right. intention. Right. And that's what makes it weird as well as us being people who are seeing the change in the industry. Right. Because that, and that's beautiful. That's yeah. integrated. And I like that word. And I like that model. They're not doing that for us. No. They actually, I, I mean, I have these conversations with MDAR about, you know, what it means. You know, they pretty much like threaten to take our processing license away if we started making products because they don't consider products processing they consider processing co2 fucking extraction so you would have to get a whole other license for that then no, no? you would have to invest half a million dollars to get the whole extraction setup going and no, actually then, then using we could that. extract we still couldn't make products and it's so That's nebulous like so essentially we make gummies or ingestibles like we can't we're not supposed to, but we could. But what if we made them and sold them in Maine? Right. That should be fine. What if we made them and sold them somewhere else, that where it is legal? That should be fine. Yeah. To me, it should be fine. Like, and why can't we, as a farm, um, sell shit at retail value? Because that's double the money, yeah. and it's not a whole lot more work. So, so that's sort of where, that's where. Uh, it's like We're they want confused, a middleman. But we have a strategy. And no, but that's just, you know, like you said, they're, they're, they're purposely sabotaging you now. Like you go, yeah, like, there's a lot of products we just, we just can't make. But, and that's because we have, we're license holders. And it's not like it's a law. It's their rule yeah. to tell you if, you know, if, you, if you, you make these products, if you do this, you violate it, we'll take your license. And you can't be a player anymore. But there's but, everyone else out there that have all different types of CBD companies that don't have a license. And they can sell the edibles. They'll sell anything you want, CBD infused. Mm -hmm. um, and get away with it and make a living off of it. Yeah. But here we are, we're the ones growing it, we're doing all the hard work, we're farming it, but we can't make any of those products and make a living off of it? This is crazy. Yeah, but they don't get to talk to their plants. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, I want to make yeah. a living too. Like, I, I mean, and that's the, that's where we need to take this right now. So, no. And we, 
we have a long road to hoe there, but we're, you know, we're doing it, man. There's no way we can not do it at this point. Like, it's too, there's too much at stake. There's too many hearts and souls, you know, that depend on it. Yeah. We're going to do it. And, and you know, we've, we've laid the groundwork, and I'm confident that we will, you know, that we'll make it happen. And, and I really, you know, uh, am grateful to have an opportunity like this. And I hope that, you know, if there's one positive outcome aside from just sort of sharing the, the good message, it would be to link up with people that have this like medicinal knowledge of how to like create, you know, keep that moving. Yeah. yeah. Just like this plant is growing in harmony, like I want to extract in harmony, bottle in harmony, and sell in harmony. Right. So that the product is like, like every bit of those minerals, you know, are isn't of, of you know of. Uh, let's let's not even talk about minerals. Let's just talk about ions or something like mm -hmm. that. Like yeah. the energy of the product is like fully fucking charged. Yeah. Right. And that like beginning to end cycle is is full. And I think that that's what will help the small farm with those like you know values that make the thing really unique and special succeed. Because we can't compete with industrial hemp, oh. right. and that's CBD too, you know. But it, but you're not trying to. You're different. You're well, you're in a whole different. We're trying to differentiate ourselves. But the problem is, for most people, like they don't. I mean, myself included. Like three, four years ago, I didn't know shit. No. You know, like I had no idea that hemp oils from seed and CBD oils from flower. Like you right. know, and most people you talk to don't have a fucking clue about that, right? Yeah. No. So if you, if you say to them, here's CBD oil, they're going to be like, well, was it, you know. Did you talk to your plant, or was it from an industrial plant? You know, like was the plant 15% uh, CBD concentration of you know and full of richness and beauty, or was it like a little spindle, you know, <laughs> in a field of a hundred acres that's taken down by a combine with 3% CBD right. and extracted and still CBD? Right. You know, but but like what about all the companion? What about the terpenes and like? I mean, there's going to be another profile. Yeah. But, and maybe I don't know. I mean. Maybe it's cool, but it, like, I feel like that's sort of what we're up against. Like, nobody says, I mean, actually, if you look at the market, like, some people say how they did it. Yeah. And most people don't. And you know that if they don't, they're either ignorant or they're just buying the shit from the cheapest source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be cheap. Yeah. That, and that's going to fuck us, yeah. right? Because we're going to need to be selling to people who have the un income to, like, First of all, the knowledge to say, okay, this is different. Right. And then, and that's a job in itself. Like, we've, we've been, like, creating this whole set of propaganda. It's not propaganda. It's, like, a poetry yeah. Yeah. that says, you know, what we've been talking about today. Like, what you're going to put in your mouth or smoke or rub on your skin, which is the only legal way around here, um, is special. And here's why. And it's different than that. Yeah. And here's why. Yeah. You know, and so, so it requires some of that cutthroat bullshit. But I guess it, it's important because you've got to call them out, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, like, and that's what differentiates you from them. But ours is going to be, well, it's actually, it's kind of weird. Like, the price is the same no yeah. matter what. Like, we'll probably end up selling for the same 
as anyone else is selling. Yeah. Uh, we just have a lot more love in the bottle. But, you know, and, you know, if we are able to sell at a retail level, we'd be okay. Yeah. But, but uh, I guess, you know, it comes down to what happens with the prices. And, you know, like, it's like all the, the weakest link scenario again. Like, how do we yeah. navigate that space and make it through every notch that needs to be notched and, yeah. you know, and, and survive. And so I'm confident we can do it. I mean, we can, our, our overhead is low enough that we can take our time, do it right, but Good. but we need to, you know, I mean, the regulatory part, it would sure be nice if they would, they would give the farmers the right to set up shop yeah. and, like, sell yeah. our stuff, even if it's not in-state, like, sell it out of state. Or give us a farmer's market. Give yeah. us a, a place. Give us a, a field, you know, a certain amount of area, jurisdiction where right. we can come and set right. up shop. This is our product, you know, right. and this is what we do. We're not tr- we, and that's the thing is that you guys are doing it with full transparency. There's no walls. There's no, again, you, you know what I'm saying? Everything, if someone wants to see what you guys are doing, they come here and they see it. Mm-hmm. You and those other places, it's kind of easy to manipulate and hide and do other things behind closed doors, you know? So it's one of those where, like, again, like, the quality and what you bring to the, the flower, to the product, it speaks for itself, you know? Mm. Like, honestly. Mm. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, you guys are doing it. <laughs> you, you are doing it, you know? It's the baby steps, you know? And you guys have a great foundation. And honestly, like, I'm excited to see what's to come. Me too. Because it's, it's, it's fun. I love it. I love I am so grateful for all of this, for the people that I'm meeting and the feel, you know, like the knowledge that it's helping me gain. Mm. It's there. It's definitely there. Thank you, guys. Honestly, Thank this, you. this so is much. fun. Thank you. You, you shared a lot with us, honestly. Your you energy, your love, yes. everything, your knowledge. Thank you. Is there anything else you guys want to say to the world? Well, we're, we're launching... Uh, we're, we're, the intent is to have two brands. One is going to be called Sasquatch CBD, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's to protect the crop. And the idea is sort of this mythological, uh, you know, thing. And you know, we're, we're, we'll see how that goes. And then another one is much more sort of botanical and, you know, tighter, mar- tighter ideas. Of, it's called True Botanicals, and that's going to be about. Um, concoctions of various sorts i mean they nice. both will pretty much i mean in our minds will be selling the same stuff yeah but kind of like a different different branding. market yeah. yeah yeah and you know and we um you didn't go inside but you know we have all this other food stuffs you know we're thinking of like dried fruit the raspberries is a fucking brilliant idea mm-hmm. um i make a lot of cider nice we cook a lot we make lots of drinks you know if we can sort of like start infusing you know, creating these fermentations and more complex products that have other components, s- other too. components that are equally kind of like nested in the native environment or the you know the the uh, kind of innovative agricultural thing. Yeah. Um, I think we'll be really onto something. Yeah. So that's sort of true botanical idea. I mean, Sasquatch too. I mean, it's like I think that's where I want to go with it. Is is to is to you know think about mm-hmm. the absolute purest, most you know wholesome uh, cannabis-related stuff mm-hmm. combined with you know organic ciders and 
ice creams and yes. you know other you know like Lindera benzoin is spice bush. It's a shrub that grows in the woods out here that's like super fragrant and aromatic, like some spicy, delicious combination of that and that and this. That would be really blow good your mind, you know, or too. like things like comfrey. Comfrey grows over there in the meadow. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a skin. That's a, a, an herb that people, you know, it's in all the, not all, but many of the like highest end cosmetic products have comfrey in them. But mm -hmm. you know, like what we do in nature, you know, we go out like this and we pick some comfrey leaves, and you smush them up, and you put them on your arm like that, right? And you get it, right? But get it a little wet, sticks on real yeah, good. Yeah, but you yeah. can do that with CBD and comfrey or something. Like imagine the. Make a lotion, make right. something else. Exactly. Or even like sell the leaf. Something. Like imagine yeah. if there's yeah. a way to like, like a band-aid pad. I could probably like oh. dry it or something. Yeah, and you sell like it reconstitute it. Yeah, or yeah. Like freeze dry or something. Like, I mean, there there's room for some really cool shit. And that, that's, I don't know, that's where my head is going. You know? And I like, I like cooking a lot. I think about cooking like, you know, like music. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like making these amazing products that sort of harness that. You know, some of that old, ancient knowledge, but also sort of, you know, like... With a modern twist to it. And are fucking expensive. People buy them <laughs> like crazy, man. <laughs> no, it's true. That's what it is, yeah. I mean, we do want to make money, too. You know, there's of no course. doubt about that. Yeah. It costs, and it costs. It costs to, to build to a say, quality product. I'm sorry. You got to like, sustain yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, you know, that's the vision. I mean, we're going to start off simpler. But and build. That's fantastic. That's where we're headed with that. So we we need to sort of like take the vibrations Brian has created, keep it moving. The guru over here, we yeah. got you, man. Yeah. We got you. Definitely. Don't mess with the guru. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he, no, he's, what are you, a black belt in what? No, no, I I trained Gracie Jiu Jitsu for about 15 years, yeah. and I train I train with Hoyce actually too. Hoyce and Hoyce's nephew Heron. Um, my friend Rich, he's 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 a brown belt, and has his own uh, academy out. Uh, he actually used to be out of Arlington, Mass, but now he moved to Florida. Yeah. Rich Roni Jiu Jitsu. So I trained with uh, him for about 15 years. I'm probably equivalent to a third degree a purple belt. Okay. Yeah. Like just a, casually, casually. Casual yeah, I'm just way. kicking asses, breaking necks. That's what I do. Don't worry about me. <laughs> the Sasquatch thing is to protect the crop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. Yeah, I got some, ju some judo skills too. I used to learn from my yeah. Uh, legs kicked out from uh, the ex New England heavyweight champion. His name was um, George. Um, this guy was incredible. He was a seven degree black belt in his 80s. Used to drive for my father. Um, Fuck. Yeah. And off time, he used to come down uh, and, and train me and my buddy Rich like after hours and he used to tell us so listen if my wife comes down just tell you know you know i'm not i'm not doing anything with you because he had a dual hip replacement so he's like i can't be rolling around with you guys but he still would <laughs> and that's yeah. like all jujitsu is good luck with anything else. right yeah, oh yeah. shit yeah. traditionally anyways resilient old man dude yeah that's so, so dope but that makes sense in a way because that's supposed to be like the the comfortable submission you know like the the most humane right yeah there's no just casually no, put someone asleep yeah we don't yeah there's no striking involved so. yeah it's fun. It's like you can just wrestle with your friend and until the person says tap or... Yeah, right. Yeah. Until <laughs> it's sleeping. a good workout, you know? So yeah. how long can you hold on to somebody for, you know? <laughs> Eventually you get exhausted. Right. So That's good, amazing, yeah, man. good workouts. Back in the day. Oh. Dude, oh, this... It, yeah, this has been fun. 
Alright, so I'm gonna stop recording now. I appreciate you guys. Thank, Thank you guys. You so, so and much. Hopefully we'll be we'll come back again and we'll have some amazing new stuff that's happening and you you're so excited. Yeah, you guys are Thank you. You can you can drop in unnoticed, without notice. Just pop in, walk around. Dude, I would love do that. whatever you like. Dude, I listen, don't say that. I live my, the job is fifteen minutes away. Yes. They pissed me off. I'm gonna be right here. Listen guys, what you doing? Oh, you Taking lunch over here instead. Listen for lunch every day. Yeah. I might I might come over. I might come over definitely. Because I I yeah. It is it's even less than fifteen yeah, it minutes, is. by the way. Yeah. yeah. I was about well, like, to say we drove right Six minutes probably. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really quick. It yeah. was really quick. And That's I think, why I had to ask. I was like, are we going to your job? where are we going? Is it in it's right yet? down the road. That's kind of yeah. why I was saying, like, how many hemp farms are within striking distance of the lab? No, no, but I'm gonna sh- keep that hush hush because I don't want nobody else coming to my secret spot. Right. Nope. Shadow nope. Yeah. I'm funny. All right.